You're listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed, episode 251. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm your host, Christina Cantors. I'm a speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. To get started in your development, I invite you to join my free small talk made simple class at thecmethod.com. That's thecmethod.com. Now, have you ever had the opportunity to MC an event or maybe a meeting? Have you ever been required to introduce someone else? Maybe, you know, it's your boss at a company event. Maybe you've been asked to MC your brother's engagement party. Or maybe you're introducing speakers at a networking event. Whatever the case, being able to effectively MC an event is a whole other component and skill of public speaking that, you know, in my opinion, not many people know how to do well. I know I've often seen people stumble over their words or give a lackluster lackluster intro with no enthusiasm. You know, it's like, and now let's welcome this person with like no clap. But that's not you, of course, because today we have an absolute pro joining us on the podcast to share his insights on how to be an amazing MC. I'm super excited to introduce you to my guest. His name is Pete Horden, also known as Pete the Celebrant. Now, Pete grew up in the evangelical church where they are very big on giving people microphones, in his own words. He learned public speaking from from a very young age and he loved doing comedy skits, um, even from as young as primary school age. And then it came to a time where he wanted a, a change of careers and he wanted to use his skill with public speaking. And then someone suggested civil celebrancy. So now Pete is a celebrant and he also emcees uh, the, you know, the wedding receptions as well. And he also emcees other events. And I have had the absolute pleasure of being introduced by Pete at um, a networking event that I spoke at. And so I was like, you know what, let's get you on the podcast because this is definitely a skill that I think is very, very useful for us to have. So in this conversation, you'll learn what makes an effective MC. You'll learn about the good, the the well, the bad, the good, the better, and the best ways to introduce someone, as well as Pete's tips and techniques for, for preparing, as well as sounding natural and spontaneous in the moment. Um, please note, when we did record this, we were um, recording at my office, my co-work space, and about halfway through the interview, there was a massive hailstorm that came down. So you can hear the rain. It just pours and pours and it does not stop. You can still hear what we're saying. It's still totally fine. But just letting you know, that's what's happening. Um, I did my best to edit it out, but it was such heavy rain and hail. It was very hard to fully get rid of it. So anyway, just so you know. Okay. You ready to meet the wonderful Pete the Celebrant? Let's do it. You know what I love? That you're a wedding celebrant and we're doing this interview on Valentine's (laughs) Day. I was thinking, I was like, how ironic. Christina (laughs) Cannons has gone, you know what? It's Valentine's Day. 
Let's get a marriage celebrant. Yeah. It's good. We totally didn't plan that, but no. here we are. And you yeah. are about to go to a wedding straight after this. I am. I have a wedding uh, going to Collingwood's Children Farm. Great place. Beautiful yeah. tree. Nice yeah. warm day. They're expecting yeah. possibly something a little rainy, but I think they'll be happy. Sure. Even if we're all sweating a little, it'll be good. Now, um, I'm really excited to have you on the show, Pete, because emceeing mm. is it's a particular skill there's a particular skill to it. Yeah. And it's a little, I mean, to me, it's a little bit different to delivering a presentation. Yes. And I know that there are a lot of listeners of this podcast who mm. would love to learn more about how to be a great MC, whether that yeah. is being a traditional MC at an event. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously it doesn't have to be a wedding. Yeah. But even, you know, maybe facilitating a meeting or sure. running, you know, I know at Toastmasters, when you're the Toastmaster, that's essentially MCing that yes. meeting as well. Yeah. So to you, Pete, what is. What do you see emceeing being as in terms of being different to, uh, you know, delivering a presentation? Sure. So how it's different for me, I am making sure the evening flows. So besides, I guess I'm also thinking it on for a, like a wedding reception, which is probably when I do most of my emceeing, I'm also thinking about, you know, talking to the venue when dinners are coming out and the DJ making sure the music's going to be soft here and this is the right song, all that. But other than that, I'm making sure that everyone the flow just works for everyone, that everyone knows what's going on when they need to. Uh, I'm making sure so like those who are doing speeches, that they have 10 minutes to prepare themselves, that everyone else has time if they need to go to the bathroom or refresh their drinks. Uh, you're just facilitating a, a really easy flow for everyone to get into this event. Uh, and it's not that everyone goes, oh, I guess my aim is not that everyone goes, wow, that guy was incredible. It's just that everyone goes, that event was great. Mm. It was like, you know, best food. Everything just was on time. It was not that everyone's thinking it was on time. Most people are just thinking they just want to have beer and wine, which is fair <laughs> enough. It's a reception. That's good. Yeah. Um, but it's making sure that things flow. Everyone feels comfortable. Uh, and the simple things of just introducing people in a creative way. I think that's really important. Mm. And we're going to get into more detail into yes. that a little bit yeah. later because I would love to learn more about how to be really impactful when, when introducing sure. people. You know, I think it's really interesting how you mentioned with, with the flow, when it's done well, mm. like from what I've found is when MCing's done well, people don't really notice, like they don't go, oh, that MC, like you were fantastic. It was yeah. more... What a great event. What a great but event. But people notice if it doesn't oh, go well. Yeah. If it doesn't go well, people are like, yeah, I probably won't go back to that. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, I think of it as like good design. Yes. Like if a, if a building is designed well, you don't really notice it because the space just flows yes. and it works. Yeah. But if the, if it's a bad design and if there's a door in the wrong spot or if <laughs> the, you know something doesn't open yeah. properly, you're like, who was the architect? Why this is are terrible. the toilets right in the middle of the room? <laughs> exactly. Horrible design. Why is there a column there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a, um, that's a great example for it. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about introducing people. Sure. What do you think most people struggle with when it comes to introducing people well? Uh, probably the most thing they struggle with is probably nerves, to be honest. Uh, I think it's knowing how do I actually introduce this person well. And so there's the very simple, um, you say it's the the bride's father mm. we'll call him barry mm -hmm. it's like you know here barry's coming up to speak put your hands together that's about it and if that's all that was said it wouldn't be terrible it's better than you saying cool we've got the groom's father 
Gabriel, I mean the bride's father, but like <laughs> you yeah. failed. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. There's, you can redeem yourself later on. Uh, as long as you get the names right, crucial. But you can always make that very simple introduction way better than just the name and their official title as uh, the bride's father. Mm. So uh, from – can I share some uh, the sure. story? Sure, sure. Uh, so I remember in some other uh, ones I've emceed, for me it's trying to get a little creative with it. And I think that creativity starts with uh, answering the unspoken questions in the room. So when most people are at an event, whether it's any event, whether it's for a, a corporate gig or a conference or wedding reception, there are unspoken questions that are going on in the audience's mind. Mm. Uh, if you're at a conference of that and a speaker's about to be introduced, you're probably thinking or maybe unconsciously thinking, why am I here to listen to this person or why are they getting up to speak? Yeah. Who is this person? Yeah, who are mm. like, why do they deserve my attention? Yeah. And that's a fair enough question. And I think it's the MC's role to be creative with this introduction, to answer that question, even if it's not uh, verbally spoken or it's just, it might just be a wonder. It's like, I don't know who this person is. It's like, cool, well, let me introduce them in such a way that you're actually excited to listen to who they are. Uh, so for some grooms, it might be, or some introductions for, uh, you know, the groom's parents or even the best man. I'll pick the best man. I've already done a groom's one. Uh, so the best man might be, you know, we're coming to that time of the night where this is one of the most anticipated speeches of the night. And everyone's like, oh, because, it, you know, but it, yeah. but it is. Like it's the best man's speech. There's a lot riding on this yeah. speech. But you're already getting you're, a, gauging their, yeah, yeah, getting you, their interest. You get, yeah. yeah, you're building it up. Mm. And you, some people might, you might see a little bit of a smile on some people's faces and some people with a bit of curiosity don't really know what's going on. It's all right. It's why I'm here. <laughs> we can get through this. Uh, and then you start, you might uh, share a story of uh, when you first met them. It might have been your first uh, impressions, like you meet some and it's a, uh, I don't know, maybe they're, they're covered in tats from head to toe and you're like, I wasn't sure what to make of this guy, you know. I was a little, little bit scared. I was a little bit intrigued. And, but then I got to know this guy and speaking to him throughout the day and this guy is an absolute legend. This guy has been best friend of Luke since they were in primary school, have grown up together, best mates. Let's put our hands together for Jim. So it's, it's and then Jim feels really special because sure. he's like, oh, he's yeah. told everyone that I'm <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and does that need to be true? It definitely helps if it is. Um, but sometimes you're just answering those questions, and maybe, maybe I didn't have the thought. Like you're being creative. You're trying to answer stories, and yeah. uh, so I'll use when we were talking before the yeah. example I use with yourselves, and I have actually introduced you for uh, you were. Speaking for a networking yes. event. Yes, yes, and you were emceeing the whole event, I was and I was one the of the speakers. You yeah. were, and I had a spiel that day. It was great. Did you write that spiel, or were you given the spiel? I was actually given that spiel. I'm pretty sure I changed a little. I'm pretty bit. sure I might have written the spiel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they asked me for. The well, that's spiel. why it was so great. Um, but I'm pretty sure I tweaked a little bit because I, yeah, like, like, I was like, I was just like, there's probably yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got to make it sound yeah. like you, and that's probably an important thing for people to know. Even if people are given a spiel, like say this, it's like. Sure, say that. There's a lot of ways to say the same sentence. Because often it's a really boring bio. Like sure. when I MC events, I get given the bio and I'm like, oh, it just sounds like it's straight off the website. <laughs> and it just doesn't. Sometimes it is. Well, and it, like, and then I have to read it because yeah. then it's kind of like, oh, you got to do it word for word. Yeah. So what do you do to make it more you? 
So I think the best thing is to answer, um, again, you're looking for those unanswered questions. Sure. Um, or the unspoken questions might be another way to put it. Um, the end result would be is, okay, so I need to introduce Christina Cantors, who from the C Method, and she does podcasts. Okay. So that's sort of like maybe you're speaking to people specifically about podcasts. Mm. So my thought would be uh, rather than just getting up there again, you've got, if you want to categorize it, you've got start with option option C, the lowest one. And it's sort of going at, um, hey, Christina Kant is coming to speak to us about podcasts. Let's welcome her. So that's like base, sure, that's the basic base, yep. baseline. Yep. It's not a fail because you've introduced the person. You've mm-hmm. said why they're coming to speak. Sure, that works. Uh, option B could be you just read the spiel, but you're sort of looking at it. You're not really engaged in it. It doesn't mean anything to you. It's just some words someone's given you. Hi, everyone. We're coming to learn Christina Cantor's. She's from the CC Method. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and it, it, everyone's disconnected because you're disconnected. So I think the great thing with being a little spontaneous in your emceeing and developing that story is you're, you're committed to it because you're just improvising on the spot. And I think how I would do that, if I were to do it again, maybe I will, introducing yourself, it will be starting from. So if I'm looking at podcasts, I personally listen to podcasts, so I would probably start, um, well, I hope everyone's having an incredible day so far. I know the food's been wonderful. Orange juice, who doesn't love that in the morning? And I'm very excited to introduce our next speaker. Now, I personally do a lot of driving. I'm sure you do as well when you're heading to work or on the train. You just want to fill that time. You don't want it to be empty space. So, of course, you open your phone, you open podcasts, and who do you see? Well, you see your favorite podcast and you open it up. It's a great time. I've always wondered, though, because I love podcasts, maybe I could do a podcast. Well, maybe, but where would I start? And I'm sure that some of you here today are wondering, where would you start? And the great thing is that today, Christina Candice has come from the C Method to share with us how you can make your own incredible podcast. Please put your hands together, everyone, as we welcome Christina Cantors. Pete Horton, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might um, just put that at the start of this podcast. Do it. Do <laughs> Introduce it. the whole episode. <laughs> um, so again, I've got my end. My end goal is in, I've got your name. I've got why you're there. Mm. And now, again, I'm answering that unspoken question of why is she coming up to speak? And I'm just making something up. And that uh, doesn't come natural to everyone. And I don't think it comes naturally to myself. I think it's something I've had to uh, definitely build and develop. I, I've always enjoyed getting in front of crowds and audiences, but it's had to develop what am I going to say in that moment? Because I'm up here, everyone's staring at you. How do I make sure that they're enjoying this moment? Uh, and I think sharing a story in that time is incredible. And it's just, it's a creative muscle. It's going to get better as you go mm. along. So, so when you say, so when you tell these stories and, you, and you, you're creative and mm. you create something that's, you know, a bit more interesting than just the bio, yeah. do you memorize that? Or do you, like, how do you, how do you prepare mm. for that? Because I ask because when I've emceed events and I've been given a bio to to read out, I'm terrified that I'm going to say the wrong thing or I'm not going to – or the speaker's sure. not going to be happy because I didn't say the right thing. You know, wh- tell me where is that line between being spontaneous and natural mm-hmm. but then also being prepared? 
I think it would be rare. So if someone asked, a peak and you write your own bio, sure, I'd put something together. But if someone didn't read that word for word, I wouldn't be upset if what they did instead was use something creative and actually made me look and feel great and everyone feel positive and enjoyable and relaxed before I got up there. If someone didn't use that, the spiel word for word, and instead just did a butcher job <laughs> of, you know, stumbling over my name, what I do, um, or just, you know, just really doing a, a hack job, then I'd be like, that was terrible. You should have just read the spiel. It's like, go for option B. Mm. So how do you prepare? That was the question. So how do I prepare? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so in terms of how I prepare for emceeing, mm. most MC uh, events that I do are for wedding receptions. So I have a few key things that I've used in similar spots. Um, I think an important thing is to actually give your space before the event, sit down, think you might have a, a timesheet of what's going on. At least what you can do with that is you can go, what am I going to say here? And you can just write a few notes, even dot points. But having some sort of preparation before you go in there, I think is crucial. Uh, going in, you know, you can wing it, sure. You can, but I, I feel like nine times out of ten, you're always going to do a much better job by preparation, even if it's just sitting, writing out some thoughts and some notes. Cool, we'll start with that. Uh, and then I think just... Some I'm a bit of a uh, my creativity is sort of like a, it's just, it drips. So just like it might be, I'm just thinking about it during the week. So I've got you know for my wedding coming up, and I'm emceeing on Saturday as well. I'm thinking about oh, how am I going to introduce this person? What's that moment going to feel like? What could I could I say something different there? Is there a good little joke I could say there? Again, it's got to be appropriate. You've got to make sure people feel comfortable mm. rather than something that's going to offend people it's not the aim so in terms of my preparation of that it's sitting down it's writing some things it's practicing it's just doing the the bit of the grind you're just staring at a wall or you're staring in the mirror and you're just going through it and it's okay if you're holding a piece of paper and uh you, it's not necessarily about memorizing it although that's always what you want to get to but it's about knowing it well enough that you don't need to be staring at the piece of paper, that you need to glance back once or twice just to make sure you've covered everything. Yeah. Uh, and it's okay if you go off script because you know the core points that you want to share, everything else, go from there. How many times do you practice it? I know we were talking about before about how mm. you, you practice in your, in, your car, in your car or you listen to yourself so in the car. For Specifically for a ceremony, which is probably a bit more of a speech, um, but again, you're always looking for those moments you can add something real uh something just a bit more spontaneous because people people can feel that when something's uh it's natural rather than rehearsed mm -hmm. and i think that if you rehearse something enough you feel comfortable to go a little bit off script so that you're still getting everything across that you want to but it comes across naturally and different so in terms of my prep for that i'll have written a couple story I feel like, I think I it's like actually it. hailing like crazy at the moment. I definitely hear a lot of rain that is not falling on me. But Your uh, wedding, <laughs> the wedding today that you're <laughs> the emceeing, wedding. the wedding's not outside, <laughs> is it? Not now. <laughs> <laughs> do they have a plan B? Uh, they do. They do. We spoke about that. We'll be <laughs> good, fine. It's good. good. It's all right. I stand in the rain all the time. It's fine. <laughs> um, 
So what I do is I go through a couple's story and I read it at least three times and I record it once. Then I listen to it multiple times. Sometimes I listen up to an hour. That's like your own podcast. It's like a mini podcast. <laughs> just listening to myself. <laughs> yeah. It's, but the whole point of me is going, I'm just trying to think of those different bits and going, can I say that better? Uh, how can I make that flow? Um, and it's like, oh, if I changed this little section here, or even if I just got rid of that or added this bit, that would make more sense. Uh, so, yeah, that's a big one for me is doing doing your prep and I think recording it and listening to it, which was from another celebrant that recommended that. And I was like, that's a perfect idea. It's been a game changer. Yeah. Mm. And when you're up there, are you holding – I mean, let's say it's a, it's a corporate event where there's yeah. a lot happening and yeah. you don't necessarily have to memorize as much. Yeah. How how because something that's always bothered me is do I hold a huge piece of paper because often it's the yeah. run sheet is multiple pages long. Sure. How do you manage that if you're not necessarily behind a lectern? Yeah. And I'm getting really specific here, but I want to know yeah, what are yeah, your secrets. Yeah. So I'm I'm I I stay away from paper. I think paper is a great backup, particularly if it's going to be a really hot day and your iPad might just okay. die paper print it out go old school some people love paper to this day and that's fantastic you're killing trees so i'm all about <laughs> go to the ipad you know go to the ipad yeah charge it by coal instead uh you go ipad because it's it's easier to work with again it has issues if it's raining not great for it uh but i feel like it's it looks better looks more professional mm. uh you can have all your notes there again even if it's just dot points you've just got things to go off uh I think that once you get to a particular level of confidence in just emceeing in general, whether it's for that event or for that meeting, maybe that someone runs regularly, maybe someone runs a, uh, a weekly team meeting and they've got the key things that they do, uh, instead of holding something every time, put a bit of practice in. And then by the time you come to the meeting, go off the top of your head. Everyone will appreciate that you're not staring at a piece of paper. You're staring at them. You're smiling at them. And you'll probably think of something that you can, you might, I don't know, think of a story and you can share something that would just be more natural rather than I'm just going through my regular spiel looking at a piece of paper for that weekly meeting. Um, so I, I think that I'm personally an iPad person and I'm okay with holding an iPad and holding a microphone even if there's no lectern. I think if you can get to a place where your both hands are free and if there's some, uh, a stand for the microphone, you can be expressive. Or you're mic'd up. Or you're mic'd a, up. Yeah. yeah, Madonna mic, wonderful. Probably don't, I don't normally personally go there, but I do love the fact that you get your hands because you can be so creative yes. with your hands. Uh, but if you can go without holding anything and you can memorize and you've got your points. And the great thing with emceeing is because it's normally intervals, you might, you know, introductions and then you might just come in every now and again. Uh, if you've put your prep in, you can probably do what you need to do without it. Um, again, you've got to be comfortable. And if you're sort of like, I'm not really sure, just have it with you and hold it by your side. Mm. And then even if you don't need it, it almost looks better because people are like, oh my gosh, they memorized it. But they it didn't even look once. <laughs> um, yeah. What would you say to people who are afraid of going off script? Because like emceeing requires a lot of spontaneity mm. because... Things will always happen outside of your control. Yeah. Things won't run to schedule. Something happens. Maybe a speaker doesn't yeah. show up. Sure. Someone from the audience yells out something. I don't know. How? Like, what advice would you have for, for people who are, are, are terribly fearful of yeah. the thought of having to be spontaneous? 
I think, again, for me, it, it comes down to that practice and that prep. Right. Um, you know, you can practice prep for everything before, but if it comes to emergency things, say the keynote speaker is not there and you're introducing option B, uh, you go back to the things of, okay, well, what do I need to say and how do I make this great? Do I even mention that it's not the keynote speaker? Because maybe everyone didn't know or maybe it's not and you build a new story around this person coming to speak. It doesn't have to be a negative. like, oh, well, Jane didn't get here, so instead mm. we've got Jeanette. <laughs> uh, like it's, it's, you know, Bill, it's like... Um, you might not even mention that Jane, or you might say, you know, unfortunately, something's wrong with Jane. The plane never arrived, um, or it's still, you know, it can't get here. Thankfully, by the goodness of my heart, Jeanette yeah. is going to come up, and you all know Jeanette. Jeanette <laughs> has been in this company for years. You do that so smoothly. <laughs> Her expertise is next to, you know, you just just develop a story yeah. around it and. Give everyone a reason to be excited for it. Mm. Um, I think that's key. I think it's really key. No one wants a reason to be bummed. People yeah. want to go, oh, yeah, that's that's a real, yeah. yeah. Jeanette's going to do a great job. She has got expertise. <laughs> Even if you've never heard her speak, she might not do a great job. That's not up to, it's our job to make sure that everyone feels positive that this person's coming to a job. What they do, that's in their hands. Yeah. I mean, because you set the scene as the MC. 100%. You set the tone of the event. Yeah. Because if you're the MC, you're opening the meeting. You're opening yes. the event. You're welcome. Yeah. You're you're literally the first person who says hi, everyone. Yep. Welcome, and you're addressing them. Yeah. You know, and I think having that energy and that enthusiasm, yeah. as you said, is so important to setting that because yeah. it's setting the whole vibe. Yes, and I think it's uh, is definitely like I think being positive is is really important. Um, but you've got to be positive alongside being genuine. You can, if some, everyone can smell someone being fake and it's just like, it just feels gross. Uh, so like, be real um, and find a way. If maybe it's like naturally like, but I'm a skeptic. It's like, okay, well, be a positive skeptic. It's like, just in this moment, make this time great for the person who's about to come up because I'm sure that you'd like to be introduced in a really nice, positive way. Um, think about how would you like to be introduced can I introduce them that way? Yeah. Hey, look, Pete. Before we wrap up, would yeah. you mind sharing a funny story? Like, do you have a do you have a story from like one of your weddings, something crazy that happened where maybe you had to get really creative on the spot? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is probably one of my funniest favorite moments in a wedding. Um, so we're doing this wedding. We're up at Woodside, uh, uh, Woodend. Sorry, and it's an cold day but still it's should november it should be warm but everyone's having a great time really relaxed couple great like audiences there they're loving it i'm just doing my thing you know just sharing the story in that and i look over and i glance and i see uh, i see callum the bride sorry the, the groom and he just his face just goes from this smile to this panic in an instant and i see it and i'm sort of like oh thinking in my head okay and I look over the person that he's looking at and it's his brother. And then all of a sudden, in front of everyone, his brother just leaps from his chair, bolts towards the house, <laughs> which was behind the couple. So it's like, it's, it's not like, didn't do it subtly. He's, everyone's watching him run towards the house. So in that moment, it was, it was either like a, you know, you could go, what's going on? I don't know. It, I, just clear, I just knew, I was like, he doesn't have the rings. Yeah. And so I just said... 
And just so everyone knows, Callum's brother is not running to go get the rings because this is a very <laughs> organised wedding. Everything is sorted. And I just, everyone was in hysterics. Mm. Um, that was a great moment. I love that. You're just going with it and, you and just playing go with, with it. Fl- You've got to play with it. Have yeah. fun. Be creative. Like, you've got nothing to lose in that moment. They've already forgotten the rings. Absolutely. Have fun with it. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Something, something that I'm constantly reminded of as well is that when you're emceeing, people aren't there to see you. No. People didn't pay money or come to see you, the MC. They came to see the wedding exactly. or they came to see the speaker. Exactly. So it's your role to not be the star, no. but you're there to c- continue that fun, yes. enthusiastic vibe. Create the, the path for the star to walk onto stage so they actually are a star. You'll then nailed your job. I love that. I think that's a wonderful sentiment to end on. Done. Pete, thank you cool. so much for joining us thank today. Thank you very much. Would you mind sharing with us how people can connect with you if sure. and, and who are the sorts of people you work with? Yeah, so uh, as a marriage celebrant, as is my legal term, uh, I predominantly do weddings, uh, but I also do a few funerals. I obviously emcee um, uh, different events, predominantly receptions, um, but, you know, different networking events and other things that uh, come up and people would like someone... Bit younger and positive, and someone wants to have a bit of fun there. But it's, I guess, the best way people to get in contact would be uh, Pete the Celebrant. So Instagram, uh, internet is just Pete the Celebrant. Nice and simple. Beautiful. Well, thanks again, Pete. This has been cool. super awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Cool. And all the best for all those who are about to endeavour on emceeing or just stepping up your game in just the weekly meeting. You can do it. Have a go. Just try something different, and if it fails, try something different. a big thank you to pete the celebrant for being such a wonderful guest on the show this week you can find out more about what he does at petethecelebrant.com i'll also put links to how you can connect with him Um, also the video because i filmed this conversation as well you can watch the video at uh, in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 251 Now, I do have one quick announcement. Um, There are some changes happening with the Standout Get Noticed podcast and also with the C-Method Academy, my monthly members-only training and accountability program. I will be sharing more details, unveiling what's happening um, in the next few days on a separate short podcast. So keep an ear out for that. So until then, keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you soon. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>